Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome in, welcome in. This is a brand new episode of Snaps. YouTube.com slash at Volume Snaps is where we're at on YouTube. Uh, of course, if you listen on Pod, thank you so much. Spotify, Apple, wherever, rate it, review it. That certainly helps. But how about this, boys? Up to mm. 11-4, almost 11-5. We're looking for 12-5 before the natty. I'm talking sub count here. Thank you so much, everyone so, hanging out. Uh, so so at 10,000, T-Bob is going to cut his hair, so that's going to happen after Christmas. No, 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 well, no, 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 we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Whoa, I told whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am the officiant whoa. in my little brother's wedding in April, and my wife is very out on oh. the idea of cutting my hair at all, but she has made me... Uh, I, I can't. I can't do it till after April. I can't do it till after April. This is what it is. I will, we can we can do something, make up for it. Look, if if y'all have, have never some been, um, at twelve five, that's all I was gonna say. Because we, bro, I'll, I'll, I'll eat ass right now. I'll eat ass at eleven four. <laughs> um, that's up to her. Like I said, the idea of eating uh, ass in just a completely normal headspace like I'm at right now feels a little like, huh? But like, you know how it is when you in it, like. Mm-hmm. I've I've kind of you know I agree with everyone in the chat right now. Everyone's saying it will grow back by April. Like I can't on. I can bro look it will grow back by April. I love all of you. I love all of you. Okay, I don't have to live with any of you. Okay, mm-hmm. so no, I ain't playing this fucking game. She wow. was seriously about to fucking fight me. Uh, committed so. to the cause. Committed to the cause. I see. I see. <laughs> what are you okay. doing, Aaron? That's what she asked me. What are you doing? But I never made a promise. I never okay, made a what promise. Are you doing? I never made a promise. I didn't yeah, I didn't get exactly. on here multiple times to say we get yeah, the 10. I'm gonna cut exactly. my hair. I didn't do it. Or exactly. I I'll cut exactly. My hair. No, 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 no. You already get the fuck boy face. Shut up. What the do you want is, me to do then? What do you want me to do? What, what I don't you, want you to do would, anything. What, would, what, what I want like to do, what I want to do, what? we should be doing this behind closed doors. But what I want to do is a national championship drunk watch along stream. Okay. Where we watch the game and get drunk. 
and basically just talk about the game. And you you could all sit at home and have us on your screen. Maybe have a headphone in if you want and watch the natty and everybody get drunk. No, no, guys, I am not a Welch. Shut up right now, chat. Not a Welch. It is just it's the debt will still be paid. This is just an extension. Okay. Yes. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. Uh, Kayla McCollum turned this pod name to Snips and get that hair cut full. Uh, it already was Snips when we both got our balls cut uh, last year. Again, guys, 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 everybody relax. It's going to happen. Uh-huh. All of it spray tan, you know, with the, 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 the fuck boy fade. But um, we're going to have to come up with something else in the in the interim. Uh, but but I think I think I think a drunk national championship stream is uh, the the least of uh which we could do that would also be a lot of fun i'm also and now, now i want to be clear uh no never will go gillette commercial clean shaven team up so don't don't look forward to that i also want to be clear that um do that how about that one let's do that i agree with the chat you won't no. cut your hair cut your beard look no cut look, your no. beard no cut your damn I don't think I don't I don't think you understand. This is that is a non-starter. That ain't that is a non-starter. That ain't going nowhere. I've not had a cleanly shaven face in well over a decade. And it's not about to start up again now. Um so Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I had to start the show. I I do drink, Caleb. I do. I'm not sorry that I had to start the show this way. Not not made up to the extent that T Bob does on his whiskey and whiskey and nights after LSU games, but uh yeah, yeah no, uh I've I've gone out drinking with Aaron. Aaron's a a uh responsible drinker, but not to the mm-hmm. point where he won't get drunk. He will get drunk. Mm-hmm. Um drunk. you don't get drunk? No, I just don't enjoy it. I like I like just getting to like the point where you feel buzzed and relaxed. And That's then I kind of like just kind of going too many, too many responsibilities. I don't got time to fucking sleep in. I don't got time for that. No, well, nobody said shit about sleeping in, bro. I wake my ass up for a morning show the next day. Yeah, and I don't want to deal. With I go to that. I go to SEC media days. I I I I I I, I push it, push the limits, folks. Um. Anyway, all right. Okay, then take 10 straight shots of the liquor off your choice in the watch along. Um, I do 10 straight shots, but yeah, I'll be drinking a lot of whiskey. I mean, I, again, I think that brown liquor and winter, but brown liquor and Christmas specifically go together like peanut butter and jelly. Every single night this past week has been spent with me pouring at least two or three tall glasses of whiskey. And I love having a lit Christmas tree on the periphery as I'm watching a movie. Uh, last night, Aaron, how about this? First time in my life, we went Christmas caroling. Like mm. true Christmas caroling, about thirty kids, delightful. About thirty kids in the neighborhood. All the parents, everybody's drinking, walking around. We all have our song sheets that one of the girls, one of the neighbors, uh, printed out. And we would go knock on people's door, and as soon as they answer the door, you just start spewing Christmas carols at them. Which <laughs> is kind of funny because, like, most people are not super open to like who the mm-hmm. fuck is knocking on my door at seven at night <laughs> they see it's like a bunch of little kids singing christmas carols so then you're required to sit there for like the two oh, you and just suck it up and say there you, you gotta like, sit there it's... and listen to the song and it seems like most people it seems like most people got like you know uh, a big kick out of it probably the funniest interaction though uh there's a police officer in my neighborhood and uh every time you go to a house you send one of the kids to go knock on the door and so he sent this little like four-year-old girl three-year-old girl and I mean, she fucking bangs on this dude's door like, like multiple times, right? And all of a sudden, you see the blind like fly to the side. And he's got this crazy look on his face. Well, you know, and then we start singing, and he has the best time. They're all laughing, or whatever. But he tells us afterwards, his teen daughter had just left the house like thirty minutes prior, and that style of knock is what he interprets. He said as the police knock. So he said he had immediate adrenaline pumping at his body, heart hammering out of his chest. And that's why he was flinging the door because he just knew he was going to see an officer at his door with some grave news for him. Instead, it was 30 little kids singing Heart the Herald Angels Sing. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. So, so this, Beautiful this, this, so this raises an interesting philosophical debate. And I forget where I heard this. I wish I could credit it, but I can't remember where I originally heard this. 
but is it better to have a good dream or a bad dream? If you have a good dream and you wake up, you're disappointed that it's bad. I mean, that it's not real, right? Like you were just a movie star. You were this, you were that. You were dating Lindsay Lohan. I'll never forget that one. I think it was in like eighth grade. It was awesome. Go and get a clue came out uh, maybe before. Uh, and then you wake up and you're like, oh shit, none of that's true. I'm just still me. Uh, but then if you have a bad dream, awful in the time, but when you wake up, you're going to tell me that relief doesn't almost feel worth it. Like it's so incredible. Like the other night I had a I think, I think, nightmare that like I had lost my daughter. And, and I remember when I kind of realized it was a dream, like ripping myself out of the dream and basically being like, oh my God, thank God. It's not real. And, and so it kind of begs the question, what's better? Good dream or bad dream? I will let you know at the end of the show. Um, interesting. What do you mean? Are you going to dream during the show? I don't understand. Are you no, no. I just, yeah, just trying to move on the football talk. You couldn't even give me. You couldn't even give me a single answer. You, you, I think I'm not think one depends. of your. I'm not one of your girls. You're depends. trying to bed, I Aaron. Think it you can't I think just... it depends. I think it depends on on how satisfied you are with your current life. Like I have a good dream. I woke up. I'm very happy with my life as it is right now. I still look at it as a positive way to start the day. Yeah, but generally, I mean, you can be happy with your life right now, but you tell me you don't want things. I mean, you dream about having those things. It's tough when you don't have them anymore, but it's a fair point you make nonetheless. Also, don't ever try to dismiss me conversationally again in the way that you just did. (laughs) Not one of these women that you're trying to bed in the Athens bar at Hogshead or whatever, okay? You're not going to take me home just because you act like an asshole. I'm not going to stick to you like mud because you treated me like dirt. So get out of here. That's what, that's, what, that's what you think. All right. Is that is that what Kirby does to get all these recruits? Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get into the show. Sorry about this, y'all. Uh, you take it, everybody watching online right now. Hit the like button, share with your friends. Let's talk. Uh, Shepard X says, T-Buff drinks Everclear after watching the LSU defense this year. I would actually wash my eyes out with Everclear after every defensive series this year. That's how awful that product was to watch. Um, all right. Uh, Florida State. Some breaking news here. Aaron, do you actually want to take the lead on this? Because I am coming. I did not get near the amount of prep time I generally do for our show. I'm coming straight. I'm a local radio man for my main job. And so I was touring a new client. Uh, mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Shout out. But like this all kind of broke while I was in meetings and whatnot. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, we all know for those who have called, you know, watched college football or, or been kind of up to news with, with the realignment of what college football is going to be. A year ago, when the Big Ten shuffled and the SEC shuffled, the new media deals came out with Fox and NBC uh, uh, for for the Big Ten. Obviously, Disney, ESPN for the SEC, and the amount of money that each university was going to make, kind of the ACC was sent back saying, like, what the hell? Like, we're Florida State, we're Clemson, we're major brands, two of the bigger ones, obviously, in that conference. We're going to get paid 30 to $40 million less than Vanderbilt, than Northwestern. Then obviously Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama, the teams that we truly are gonna be like, we're 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 at a forty million dollar gap. So obviously that pissed them off. Now Florida State goes 13 and 0 and gets left out for multiple reasons. One, your quarterback's not playing, but then Boo came out, Corrigan, and said, You're also not in because of strength of schedule. Like it was a shot at the ACC. It was. So Florida direct, State has been, Florida State's been wanting to get out of this league for first of money. I think this plays a little bit of a role into it. Obviously, the expanded playoffs next year, like it doesn't really matter because you'll get in next year with a 12 team playoff. But they look at it as, as we all do. Like we are, this is, it's two super conferences. It's either you're in the Big Ten, in the SEC, or you're at a, a lower level, essentially. And, and, and Florida State, and they shouldn't view themselves as a lower team views themselves like the big boys. So does Clemson, Miami, and they want out. The problem is, obviously, we, we the grant of rights. So the grant of rights owns the, the, the media rights for all the ACC schools until 2036. So they, they want to get out of that. It's pretty ironclad, very difficult to get out of it. Obviously, a lot yeah. of money has to be essentially put together. They're talking about some private equity to help with, with the difference there. Um, but they're, they're going to be meeting tomorrow to continue the conversation of maybe even legal action against the conference to get out of this grant of right so they can start making a move to most likely the the SEC or Big Ten. I know there's been some talks, maybe the Big 12, uh, but I, I do think that, like, I don't, there's, to me, why would you leave the ACC to go to the Big 12? It's the same damn thing. You want to go to one of the big boys. Obviously, SEC would be the preferable one. 
Um, so they're going to continue now, to get the ball rolling. SEC, now, what do you mean by SEC would be the preferable one? I think it, 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 for it, it, for it, the, it for FSU. I would think for, for FSU. I mean, I get the Big Ten's trying to make this a national conference from what they've added with Washington, Oregon, and USC yeah. and UCLA. But like, I, I still like when it comes to, to building a conference, I think Sankey's done a good job of understanding like where is our geographical footprint. It is in the Southeast. We are called the SEC for a reason. Florida State just fits into that a little bit better. Thank you saying that now, you know, as, as it behooves him. What's that change once it becomes, you know, once it becomes the 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 monetarily best choice to add some team but what to the West Coast? Do you want to add? I mean, what, are, what, what teams in the West Coast would you want to add right now? Um, none right now, but I mean, consolidation isn't going to stop, right? Like this, there, this is I mean, I to... the, big, the big 10 could take the Midwest and the West. Yeah. And then the SEC just take the, essentially the Southeast all the way up the East coast. So, I mean, consume most of the, the schools you want in the ACC. Um, I mean, if obviously Florida state does find a way out, it's likely the death knell for, uh, the ACC. Now, I don't know that, that, that agreement inside and out, but I, kind of have a, uh, a layman's understanding that if one team does get out, then the floodgates kind of open and other teams would be able to follow suit. Um, I, I don't know if it did. Now, may, maybe it's like cost prohibitive for other teams to follow because Walker Dog and Chats is where does this leave Clemson? I mean, I think it leaves Clemson getting out as well. Yeah. Or doing everything they can so. to get out. This, this, this is one of the great ideas. And again, you, you just can't get people to ever agree to anything like this because the NCAA is still there and trying to hold on to whatever shred of itself it is. And you have, you know, a ton of jobs in the ACC office or the 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 Big 12 office, wherever. But like, this is where the idea of what Chip Kelly, if you could just have a fantasy world where you could just say, okay, we're going to design it in this brand new way. Mm-hmm. Um, Having having a full like sixty four team power conference where and you can keep all your designations AC whatever but where everybody gets the same amount of money that would be to me the ideal because we're gonna have to gauge in uh, a bit of Shodan fraud for you years few years here where you're gonna have schools making over double the amount from TV revenue and yet we're gonna have to act like it's an even playing field and. Um, we should be more impressed. Like, like it's going to piss me off that schools that have these massive monetary advantages are going to win on Saturday. We're just like, man, they're just a better run program. Like, no, they have a yeah. ton more money coming into them. Yep. Um, I, I the, the thing that I keep hearing too, and I've, I've heard this from numerous people. I've had some conversations from some people that are, you know, well connected, especially at the Georgia front. What I met with them this week of. We've heard it a little bit when it comes to Florida State of how are they going to be able to pay to get out of this grant of rights? Is private equity coming into college football? Of 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 these groups looking at this as a possible? It's not the NFL. It's not as expensive. We see the future of college football. We see the direction it's going in. We see the mega money that's coming into some of these TV deals. We want in now before this thing really blows up. How do they make their money back in that case, though? Just through uh, portions. TV revenue, of ticket sales. TV revenue. I mean, yeah, yeah. well, not even just portions of the overall football revenue, yeah. obviously, with their interest uh-huh. tacked on. I would think, like, TV sales, TV revenue sales. I think that's well, I'm saying all money. of it. I'm saying, though, all of it. Like, if, if this is your program and you're making X amount of money, they're going to get their payments back just out of that overall gross revenue. Yes. And then with whatever interest tacked on. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess it, it's it's tough. To, it's such a tough thing to know, though, because for so many years, we've been kind of sold these bills of goods of like nobody operates in the black, right? Like everybody's in the red. Everybody's losing money. But it's like, well, also, you know, schools are kind of cooking their books because you don't want to get budgets cut. Like there's like, it's a, it's, it's a very, I guess it doesn't feel as simple as like, yeah, if you invest in a sports, like an, a professional sports franchise, we've just seen the numbers just go up. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the Benson's bought the Pelicans for about $400 million. I want to say uh, over a decade ago, they're now worth over like 2 billion. And guess what? The Pelicans have been dog shit that mm-hmm. entire time. They haven't won anything, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's just tougher to see that on a college level. But I have heard also that that's where yeah. FSU would maybe get out. I'm not um, say just FSU. I'm talking about college football as a whole. No, I see that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, these conferences yeah. going that route too, where they bring in these these investors to to be a part of the future Oof. of college football. Man, 
Nothing says uh, the professionalization of college football like private equity. Yeah, getting involved. That's when it all mm. gets a little seedy. It's a, it's a. I mean, you should already be out the mine if you're into amateurism. But there's your canary yelling in your ear. Yep. Get the fuck out. It's about to collapse. Um, I don't think so. I, I, I still am the belief, and, and your boy Hester got me on this big time. And and I know Kelly said that 64 teams, but I still think 64 is too many. And I don't think there's 64 quality, you know, quote unquote power power teams out there that deserve a seat at the table. I think you make it even smaller. Than, I think you make it what college football is so oh, much wait, wait, to me. Pick a random number. Uh, 32. You think 40. you make it 32? Teams? I think it's 40. I think it's <laughs> okay. 40. I think you. I think you have 120 teams. You have three essentially like uh, European soccer. You have the top 40 champion. Uh, the next 40 or whatever, the next 40 or whatever, however you want to name them, you know, do the Chip, the Chip Kelly thing, Nike, uh, Reebok and, and Puma, whatever. Um, and there's relegation that the, the, you have 20, you have 40 teams. You, you split up in the 2020, the top six from each one play in a playoff. And then the bottom four from that 40 get relegated out the top four from the other one get relegated in. I mean, it would be awesome, maybe. but nobody's ever going to agree to relegation. Oh, yeah. So again, these are all fantasies. Um, you know why? Because we talked about it the other day. It's it's the the conferences. They only care about themselves. Uh, well, not just that, but like, why would I ever agree to a relegation system if I'm like a Kentucky? Like, you have so many have-nots that would clearly argue against that, even if they were like, "Well, we'll make more money." Right. No, like they'd still say no. They don't have a choice. You bring in private equity money, and they have the well. Okay, the have-nots. Kept- you don't have a choice. You don't have a damn choice. Mm, okay, hostile takeover, creating yeah. relegation. Interesting. Um, so, do you, think they, they, do you think they give a shit about what Kentucky and Vanderbilt are going to boohoo if they're not getting as much money because they're not on the top league? They don't care. They want the best product to drive as much revenue through TV sales. And no doubt, all the best teams together in their own league and letting those teams play. Yeah, but like something like the Premier League would never be agreed to today. I mean, you even saw a lot of the major teams from Premier Leagues across the world try to start their own Super League before fans told them to fuck off. And there was a general result or a general revolt that made them get rid of it. So, like, I don't know. I, I don't think any school would ever. I don't think you'll ever have a majority that would agree to that risk. But. I'd love to be proven wrong because objectively that's the type. Yes. Hell yes. Again, I mean, mean, it's not hard to understand how crazy would it be if you're watching like Vanderbilt, um, Rutgers, I don't know. I'm being, you know, Rutgers X is pretty good, but whatever. You get the point. You're watching yeah. Vanderbilt Rutgers and the loser doesn't get to stay in the big league anymore. All of a sudden you have shit games that have, or your team is having a down year. Yeah. Like one of the Butch Jones Tennessee years or something, and and oh my God, like all of a sudden this 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 traditional power is threatened with relegation. Well, you're like sitting on the edge of your seat every single mm-hmm. weekend at that point. Those stadiums are empty. You have something to cheer for. It's genius, but it's never gonna happen. I don't think. Oh. Um. Anyway, state. I'm still at the much ado about nothing stage, though. Obviously, not getting in the playoff really incentivizes them to figure this out even more. But um. Kind of the story hasn't changed. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Danny Bonilla says they just approved the Super League. Is that is that true? Mm-hmm. I thought they died like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Also saw that, yeah, in the chat. Oh, wow. The oh, what the fuck? I haven't thought of the Super League in years, and now there's a story from six hours ago on ESPN. 64 Uh-oh. clubs, three divisions, Super League's new plan after ruling. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll look this up. Anyway, anyway, um, anything else in Florida State? Do you do you agree that like uh, if if Florida State and Clemson were able to get out, do you do you think SEC would be first choice? Do you think Big Ten would? Be, do you think Big Ten would want to expand to the Southeast, and that would be smart for them to kind of be those two? I think for me, the SEC makes sense because it's simple and it's clean yep. and it fits like a puzzle. I think I've heard. Smart people say that, um, that no, that it should be, you know, that the SEC actually wants North Carolina, right? More than they want Florida State or anything, and they want Virginia. And, and then the Big Ten, well, they would love to get into Florida. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I would, yes, just for my brain, let's keep it simple, stupid, put yep. them in the SEC, bada bing, bada boom. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. Good to go. 
Um, all right. How smart, how, how, I'm sorry. How smart are the SEC too? Just to not put a number with the name of the conference. I mean, just just continuing to win this conference, continuing to win. Don't have to change the name. Don't yeah, the I name. mean, are they? Uh, I think we're. I, I don't know. I don't even think about it as like. I guess, I guess the Big Ten and the SEC are competing, but. Uh, I think we're all winners because we get to watch sure. a lot of good games next year, and all of a sudden we'll be watching way more Big Ten football. And we're, I'm, and talking just, the, I'm just talking about like the, like the naming of the conferences. Yes, like the SEC could keep the SEC, like the Big Ten having 18 teams is uh, but they're not the Big Ten, silly. they're the big. Are they just the big now? 10's gone. I don't know. I think I'm as big, uh, which is such a stupid but funny but excellent name. All right, um. Signing day winners and losers. Big winner, your Georgia Bulldogs. And Murray, how about it, huh? How about the Georgia Bulldogs? Number one class once again. Who could have ever imagined? Mm. 29 commits. Um, a great split between offensive defense. Two five stars going into signing day. Three five stars by the end. Um, I guess we got to lead with the safety flip. Yeah. Um, so lead they, away. Lead away. Well, it started off a little rocky before that, as we all know, with the the Dylan Riola decommitting from Georgia and going to uh, to to Nebraska. But Dan Sub Kirby started for putting together the number one class in America. Obviously, the big news was the KJ Bolton. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll tell you this: I was at dinner last night. We had a little dinner with with some friends. Waiter came up and said, "Hey, man, I found about I found out about the KJ Bolden news listening to Snaps about a couple hours ago." I was Hell like, yeah, yeah, dude! Hell yeah, dude! That's and the wife gave me a big hear. smile, and I got laid last night. So I appreciate Snaps and him for listening. Right, first so, time she was very impressed. Congrats, know, dude! God, we've been so sick. So um, she's like, "Oh, someone listens to that." I was like, "Baby, we have eleven point five thousand followers. Damn right, people mm-hmm. listen to Snaps." Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was huge. We got good pod numbers. Never forget. Yeah, but anyway, the numbers. I don't get the whole Buford curse because I had two kids on my team, hey, two offensive linemen. You're the Georgia expert. You explain it to me, I, dummy. I don't know. I would love for someone in the chat to explain to me because I had two teammates that went to Buford. That was a decade well, ago. Done, you know. well, so, like, I right. just, I, I, whatever. I guess it's just a decade old curse that maybe that's the problem. But congratulations, Kirby. Number one recruiting class, bunch of four and five star guys. Um, looks really good. So keep adding, keep adding elite guys. That's 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 what it is. What it is. Three five stars, six of the top one hundred players, seventy eight percent, maybe seventy nine percent blue chip ratio, best in the entire country. Uh, Nineteen four stars, best in the entire country. Oregon LSU right behind on that count. Uh, best O line hall in the entire country. Great running back. Do you need? Do you need more weapons? I mean, I know I know Tuggles a top 100 receiver, certainly, yeah. and Jaden Riddell looks like a great tight end. And again, Nathaniel Frazier, the running back, is fantastic. But like, I don't know. Do you do, do you feel like um I, it, it seemed to really hurt them at the end of this year? Does Elsh does, does UJ need more power on the outside? I, I I never will complain about power on the outside. It's something that Georgia, you, you thought you had, they had their best season of what we call elite talent on the outside, but then you saw those guys get banged up and kind of hindered them from, from being as explosive as they possibly could have versus Alabama. You would have loved to have a little bit more depth at that position. So we'll be interested to see if Kirby maybe gets uh, a couple guys through the transfer portal. Obviously, they got Humphreys, the kid from Vanderbilt, uh, who was a talented freshman there, but like, is he going to be able to replace Lad if Lad decides to go? Like, is he the same kind of build? I know they're both white, but doesn't mean he's like the next coming of Lad McConkey. So I, 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 I agree. Like, I would have loved to see if I'm a Georgia fan, maybe a couple more talented guys on the outside. But you look at what Kirby's done to build this team. It's it's on defense. It's it's, it's in the interior, and you have a bunch of offensive linemen that are all like six seven, six eight, three hundred five to three hundred forty pounds. Like he's got some yeah. monster individuals up front, and he's not going to change who he is and his identity. It's play great defense, get elite guys outside the football, get a bunch of maulers on offensive line, and and you know, we may not be Oregon or USC or Ohio State, but 
we're going to win because we're more physical. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's paid great dividends, uh, thus far until it didn't in that championship game, which again is a three point loss, which you have a crucial turnover. Maybe a call goes against you. Like, yeah, George is fine. And well, George is even better. And guess how they, I guess I, I, I bring up that the, the outside talent for Alabama T, but they also got dominated up in the interior for Alabama. And I think Kirby kind of looked at it as like, that's still the mm. way to win in this league. Like, Alabama was a more aggressive team on offensive line. They're the more aggressive team on defensive line. So, um, all right. So Georgia, big winner. Uh, Auburn, definitely a massive winner. Yep. We talk about the alignment of Hugh Freeze. I think this class speaks to that alignment. Mm-hmm. That's traditionally a pretty chaotic place. Freeze has the boosters and everybody pulling in the correct direction, coming up with big time flip after big time flip. I mean, how high did they end up climbing? Seven. Seven. Wow. I mean, that's crazy, dude. To put off to pull off a top ten class um after a six and six year when you're recruiting and your two main rivals are Kirby Smart and Nick mm-hmm. Saban is nothing short of astounding for Hugh Freeze, that Auburn staff. Take a bow. They got that money, baby. They got that money. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think Cole said it. We had Cole Kublik on a while ago, and and I him and I talked about this a few times during the season. And he kept reiterating, like, this is the first time in years in which we have full buy-in from everyone yeah. mm-hmm. of, of the direction we want to head as a program. And it's paying off. You had a six and six season. You were a play away from beating Alabama. And now you put together a top seven, uh, according to 24-7 sports, top seven class. And you hit the position you need to hit the most. Like, you know, not even 24-7, I mean, on, on three industry ranking. Yeah, yeah, you got some great receivers. On three yeah. industry rankings, there's seven as well. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a composite ranking there. Um, somebody says in the chat, where was it? Uh, Dobby says is Texas quietly building a crazy class for next year? Nobody talks about their class. They sit to five. Uh, yeah, Texas is awesome. Texas is all really really good. They added three more five stars, fifteen more four stars. Uh, that's an unreal blue chip ratio. Eighteen of the twenty two are blue chippers. Um, yeah, Texas is going nowhere. Unfortunately, yeah, only getting stronger as they enter the SEC. Um, tier one SCT team, tier one SCT team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oklahoma, not tier one. They're with like LSU, uh, Mizzou, Ole Miss, maybe Auburn in that number. Tennessee as well. Tennessee in there. Yeah, probably Tennessee in there as well. That'd be tier two of the SEC. Um, Florida is obviously the biggest loser in the country yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it, things just, I mean, when it rains, it pours and when it pours, sometimes it fucking monsoons, mm. uh, because I don't know, Billy Napier can't catch a break schedule for next year. looks awful. They finished horribly. What they lose the last five games in a row? I think, um, yeah. it finished horribly. They missed the bowl game. The one thing he had to hang his hat on was recruiting. And you had to watch a class that was as high as three during a lot of this process went into the day at five drop all the way down to 16, 18, mm. depending on what recruiting service you're looking at, losing flip after flip. I mean, thank God they held on to DJ Lagway, the quarterback. Yeah. Otherwise, um, it would have been as epic of a disaster as you've ever seen. He also apparently, Billy Napier, uh, stood up the, the off-campus boys. Uh, Jake yesterday on off-campus, he was scheduled to come on. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. The phone didn't come on. You can't imagine why. Can't imagine why he wouldn't want to go on a national radio show that day. But uh, I'll say this: left the voicemail. These the, the kids today are are way more educated than when you and I came out. They just know more. I mean, social media has made it so much easier to kind of just pull up and you know see a bunch of headlines about the school that you're going to. Like, I, I mean, the only thing that I got about Georgia football, and I committed to them, was just watching their games on Saturday. Like, I had no idea kind of the day-to-day good or bad going on. Like I wasn't on the message boards, social media wasn't a thing. So you weren't getting any messages. Yeah. Yeah. Like these kids, like when you commit, I'm sure you're going to follow, you know, X amount of people that are associated with that university. You're getting notifications all the time dealing like, Oh yeah, I can't believe you committed to so-and-so. Do you see that they're losing from other fan bases? Like whatever it may be, like they are way more in tune and obviously knowledgeable that Billy Napier's ass is on the hot seat. This schedule next year is an absolute gauntlet, and the chances of him being the head coach of of the Florida Gators come twenty twenty five is probably less than fifty percent. It's hard to sell. It's hard to yeah. sell. 
No, it's and, and every time Florida's bench right now, it's just negative. And to your point, like yeah. it's and and so this, you know, instead of Sunbelt Billy, you might as well start calling him Black Spot Billy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a real pirate thing or if it just comes from Treasure Island, but the Black Spot, you know, once you get it, death's coming for you. It's just a matter of when. What? Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean had it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's yeah. a pirate myth, though. Like, was this a real thing uh, in, like, real piratical history, or is it just a pop culture thing? But either way, uh, Billy's got the black spot. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, if, if if you were to stand and sniff Billy Napier right now, you, you, there would be a cadaverous air, the, the, the kind of smell of death. Would be wafting off of him as um, there's just no way he makes it, dude. Next year's going to go awfully, awfully, and this recruiting class, which was his one saving grace, completely imploded. So I want to go to Dobby's uh, just before we move on from Florida. Dobby goes submerged is starting question mark. They don't try and go with DJ to keep his job. I think if, if obviously if Mertz turns the crap, then yeah. But I think Mertz. Had ch- I know T Bob last You can't talk to Aaron one. Murray about Graham Mertz. You can't talk to me about Graham Mertz. I thought Graham Mertz <laughs> had a good year. I thought he had a good year. You so can't I do it. Though. Was he? Yeah. Was he amazing? I, I that that word won't come out of my mouth. But he had a really good year. Um, for what he had to deal with. So Mertz will John, be the starter until he craps the bed. John Schultz says, "How's T Bob not a pirate historian? This totally seems like something he'd be into." Uh, my father is a pirate historian, and so I've got some piratical knowledge but i don't know about the black spot specifically uh maybe florida get dan mullen to come back i don't think so did you see dan mullen on social media yesterday coffin um no tweeting out pictures of him with margaritas on the beach yeah just really right that's what i'm saying but just really trolling the lifestyle that that he used to live and used to be forced into and just how much i guess it's just a stock photo of a margarita actually but really reinforcing the point that like hey man i, I did fun. bring up i did bring up to a buddy of mine last night at dinner because he asked me about this whole thing too and i was like you know what like if they do move on from him like you know my number one guy would be dion you know bring dion to florida and he's like i've talked to people about that and there's not like from his opinion florida fans would not want dion in gainesville no. No, that kind of makes ah, sense. Mm. They're going to want, well, I mean, look, Dion's brand, me and you, me, no, but me and you are believers, but Dion's going to have to win some more games next year. No, I think that's what I was like. If, De- like if Dion gets to eight, nine wins next season in the Big 12, which I think is doable in that, that new conference, then, then I think that's a conversation. But if Dion's six and six, then yeah, I get it. Like, you don't want to go get Dion that's just six and six. Like, he has to prove it next year, but he, uh, with his roster, he should. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with that. Uh, Ole Miss on signing day, kind of a non-factor, but you know, that's, you know, that we, we all knew that, like nobody's yeah. surprised by that. Um, they come in, checked in at number 20. Uh, and that makes sense. Ole Miss is clearly saying we're going to build a light foundation. We're going to build, it's like, like when I look at LSU's class, uh, Brian Kelly looks like he's really trying to build like a, like a thick foundation. Like he wants to build through high school and then add accoutrement through yep. the portal, right? Um, Ole Miss is like building scaffolding. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like their high school recruiting is like scaffolding, and then they're really going to throw a lot of the walls up and everything else and the cornerstones through the portal. So we'll see. It's volatile. We'll see how it works out over time. I would not describe them as a winner or a loser on signing it, though, because they just they, it is what it is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we might have lost T-Bob there. All right, before we get to little Christmas gifts for who's been naughty or nice this season, let's hit our partner, DraftKings. NFL fans, it's time to unwrap some nonstop football action. This holiday season, throw down on big matchups to the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. So, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code TBOB. New customers bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There he um, is. I don't know what happened there. I never I never lost y'all. Um, well, well, real quick, we can't move on from recruiting yet, though. We got to discuss Alabama real quick. Uh, obviously, Alabama's class is incredible. It always is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have they reached a point where is, are like Alabama fans mad that they didn't beat Georgia? No, they don't give a damn. They just beat him on the football field. That's all that matters. Okay, yeah. I, I'm just look. I'm just checking. We got a lot of Alabama fans in chat. I just wonder how you feel about the class. I mean, I mean, they got me, a five-star quarterback. They got it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's like, and and I and I said this to LSU fans today. You just got to accept it. You're never going to recruit at the level of Alabama, Georgia. Um, Kirby's just Ohio State's class is pretty damn good. No, I was gonna say Ohio good. State, that's the third one. You're, yeah. You got to accept you're never going to recruit on those levels. Ohio State, Ohio State, five stars in the Well, that's what I was gonna say. Ohio State and Georgia, I think, have the most built in advantages of any schools in the entire country where they have mm-hmm. massive populations, super high per capita rates of Division One athletes. Uh, they're the only show in town, and so everybody goes there. Um, and then you combine a Georgia now with the Kirby Smart, and like, yeah, you may say, well, how does Alabama do? Well, they have Nick Saban, yeah. right? They may not have the built-in advantages, but they have Nick Saban, and so that, well, that speaks for itself. So you've got to do what you got to do. Some LSU fans are mad. I like LSU's class. Well, we'll see. Uh, Big Slum, no, we are not mad. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, as a Bama fan, we only care how it translates on the field. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're splitting hairs if you're really mad between one and two. They're both incredible classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only one I want to see, okay, Miami, fucking do it. Uh-oh. You keep turning these classes. Christmas Broad, fucking win some games. Uh-oh. Anyway. Miami, anyway. Miami. Where was Miami last year? Miami was number seven last year. So you've put together two top seven recruiting classes last year and this year. So, yes, you've got the talent on the roster now. Time to start winning some football games. You're in the ACC. Eight or in ACC. Win some games, dude. Like, we just fucked Florida State because we said your conference sucks so bad, and Chris Ball's still out here going 500. What are we doing? JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. 
Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Christian presence for college football giving is in the air. Um, Eric Murray, what? Do Georgia fans want for Christmas? I mean, I'm sure a win in Atlanta would have been the answer. Unfortunately, yeah. we're fucking just chalk out of him. Still can't get one. Mm, God, they can't get one. Well, they got one last year versus Ohio State. They just can't get it. No, 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 no. You yeah. know what I'm talking about, bro? I need the attack on the island. I know, I know. I, know. Um, I think they got what they want. Like they, to be honest with you guys, like they needed Carson to come back, or mm. Georgia would have been. That schedule next year been struggling to make the playoffs. I'll tell you that, or they would have had to hit the portal. Um, and I like the did the, the, I like the young guys that they got. I don't love them like I, you know, I've been I've been praising Carson for four years. I think we all saw how good he is this year. If Carson Beck didn't come back, you you would have seen a Georgia football team not take like a massive step back, but like I said, they they would have struggled to make up. What make do a big, Georgia big, fans up-up. want for Christmas? They wanted Carson back. Well, they're one no, of Georgia fans. They want to get Chiefs. They want to get Bobo gone. They Thank you. Gone. That's it. That's that. Let's be honest. That's and look, what do LSU fans want? They want to open up a new DC under that tree. They that want that is house so different. That is so different. That LSU's defense was horrendous. Florida's off. Yeah. Georgia's offense was really good, and Bobo was up for assistant coach the damn year. So. Like, let's sorry, not, guys. Let's not put, let's not put Georgia's State, offense. You ain't getting your present. Let's not put Georgia's <laughs> offense anywhere near how bad LSU's defense I didn't was. Like, do that. that. I'm just acknowledging the truth that Georgia fans want a new OC for Christmas, and LSU fans want a new DC for I Christmas. Think, I think that is a small fraction of Georgia fans want a new OC. Okay. Well, you knew exactly Very what I was getting at when I said it, so it must I be know. a little bit bigger than small. What do you call them? You just always bring it up, so I knew what you were oh, thinking. Walker that's Dog, that's what I want as a Georgia fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, what do you think Alabama fans would want for Christmas? I mean, they just spent an entire football season shitting on their quarterback. Again, yeah. they'll try to deny this because they always do. They ran Jalen Hurts out of town. Like they ran him out of town telling him he sucked and how he couldn't throw the ball. He's not like a top five quarterback in the NFL. All they did all year long was tell us how bad Jalen Milrow sucks. Mm -hmm. And and here he sits. He's one of the most efficient passers in the country. He averaged over 10 yards per attempt. He's the only reason they're in the national championship. I bet you Alabama fans still want a new quarterback. No, I think they're they're plenty happy with Jalen. I, I what I truly think they want, I think they want revenge on Texas, especially as Texas joins the SEC next year. I think they want to send a message of if one, you can't beat us twice in the year. Oh, that's Sark, true. That's Sark, actually, you ain't yeah, better. Sark, you ain't better than than Nick. Because I mean, guess what? Like if, if Texas gets that rematch and wins and they're heading into the SEC, they're national champs and they beat Alabama back to back times, and one of them was a double digit win in uh in in, in Tuscaloosa. Texas is going to be, you know, Texas and those fans are going to be coming in saying that we are the team in the SEC head next year. It's like, I think they want Texas in the national championship and I think they want to beat their ass. Like that would be the ultimate Christmas gift for Alabama fans. Uh, That would be, I think you nailed it. Uh, Taylor Megan says, y'all said he sucked. Come on now. He said, uh, he said, it's crazy how y'all switch up when it blows up in y'all's face. Um, I did think Jalen Milrow sucked at the beginning of the year and he got really good. Down the stretch, he did. 
Really, really good. I still think he's an interesting mixed bag to where um he just does like he knows how to like 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 okay his sec championship stat line kind of is him right yeah where there's a lot of inconsistency there but he's eliminated the mistakes and the explosivity Mm -hmm. is the difference in a lot of these games because he has this elite defense and these elite weapons uh that he's paired with and and, and to be clear i wouldn't say elite weapons i think i think you're right you're right i just kind of yeah yeah it's all about the defense. defense Yes. Um, I would also say that uh, a lot of my perspective on Alabama fans come from the fact that all of my best friends from high school, I'm talking like seven, eight cats, all ended up at Alabama. So I'm in an Alabama friend group, have been for years. Like it's all, that's all. So on Saturdays, I'm just inundated with like, Jimbo can't fucking throw. And now it did start to turn a bit later. It did start to turn a bit later in season. Somebody said, I love y'all guys, but this is a Georgia YouTube channel. Devin Jackson, let's be clear. Fuck the dogs okay fuck him okay i yeah uh you ain't hit me with that crap now if i have to praise george it's like gary danielson everything's gary danielson loves alabama except for alabama fans who thinks that he hates him which is a sign that gary danielson just keeps it real like mm-hmm. you think gary danielson loves alabama or has he been calling games or the most dominant empire we've ever seen like of course it sounds like he loves alabama if i talk good about george it's not because i fucking like georgia it's because they're fucking good yeah. like like they're incredible so is Bama, but fuck both y'all and fuck Texas. You know what? All's numbers. There's why the reason why they're number three thirty game uh, for so long. I mean, it's people are going to tune in to watch Alabama. So Gary's going to have to talk about Alabama a lot. Uh, speaking of tuning in to watch shows, appreciate everyone joining us live here on a Thursday. Take a second, hit that thumbs up button, go subscribe. Twelve thousand five hundred thousand away. Appreciate y'all. Merry um, what does what do you think Nick Saban wants? For Christmas, not Alabama fans. What does Nick Saban want for Christmas? Maybe like all of his staff not to leave him. For everyone to stop asking him if he's going to retire if he wins a national championship oh, again. True, true. <laughs> he's going to be very sick of that question by the end. Oh my god, that's all he's going to get asked. Like it was this: use your greatest season and greatest accomplishments. This when you kind of walk away from the game if they end up winning a national championship. Like he's going to get just just harassed. I think John hit the nail on the head. Nick Saban wants a cyborg body. Yes. Yeah. Nick Saban wants to figure out how to transfer his consciousness into a cyborg that so that he can continue to coach and mm-hmm. dominate and torture us forever. Um, I hate the fact that even if I live to be a hundred, Nick Saban will still be winning national championships. Yeah. At uh at at uh at, at Alabama. It just feels like it's never gonna end. Um, LL savings about the three Pete says Taylor Miggins. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Okay. I'm done ever doubting. Like I said, I said at the beginning of this year, if he somehow pulls it off this year, then I'm not playing this game ever again. Mm-mm. I didn't see how it was possible replacing all the coaches, even with now, now, now to be clear, a ton of talent on that team. Let's not go too far with this, but losing yeah. a Heisman winner, losing Will Anderson, losing the coordinators, it should have been a down year. And it was, until it was it wasn't, until it wasn't. Um, so unreal. Uh, yeah. Saban's man goaded for a reason. Yeah. What does Ohio state want for Christmas? A Michigan. They need loss. a quarterback. They want a Michigan loss too, though, bro. They can't have, they can't. Ohio no, state, yeah. One thing they're hanging their hat on is that they've got their natty and Michigan hasn't sniffed a modern era natty. Like Ohio state cannot afford for Michigan to break through and win a national championship. Oh, hundred percent. Um, that that would be you you lose back to back times to them and then they go win a national championship. That's not a good look. You need a damn quarterback. I don't think they can I mean, I don't know if you you, you think the guy on the roster next year is he's looking like Ryan Day will continue to be on the hot seat. Will the conversation ever get really legit to where he could lose his job? I don't know. But your conference is gonna get harder next year. I mean, you got Oregon, you got Washington. Oregon, I think is gonna be a really good team. Obviously, Michigan, I anticipate them, you know, returning their quarterback and uh, obviously a bunch of talent there. You need a QB. Play like if you had a quarterback this year, I think they would be. Uh, to me, I've, I said earlier this season, like I think it's the best roster in America. They just don't have a quarterback. Um, mm, Arch so, Manning says Julius Caesar. No, Arch ain't going anywhere. He's he's gonna be QB two for one more year. Then he'll be the starting quarterback at Texas. Um, Cam Ward's still out there, but I think Cam Ward is kind of locked in the Florida State Miami from everything I'm seeing and hearing. So like I don't know who they get to be honest. That that I feel good about being a starting quarterback. 
at Ohio State next year. So I, I guess, and listen, we're not there. We're not. We're not on campus. We're not watching the practices. Maybe he just feels good about what they have on the roster right now. That those yeah, those guys really can win it out. I mean, they got a bunch of four and five star guys. So like, they, it's not like they, don't, they only got. They don't have talent. I just think this is always the 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 mental gymnastics that that fans are going to have to continue to go through. Is like, do we want someone that has been developed by Ryan Day, but we haven't seen, or do we want someone that we've seen? And can can essentially be a band aid for a year or two, and that sometimes you're going to have to trust that Brian Day knows what the hell he's doing at the quarterback spot, and he is a guy waiting to take over next season, and, and doesn't need the portal. I mean, Ryan Day had quarterbacks throw for forty plus touchdowns for uh, essentially like almost six years in a row. So, like, I I I I'm still going to bet on Ryan Day to figure it out. At the quarterback position, even though Kyle McCord was not quite what uh, what he thought, um, I and I think look in Ohio State, what they really want, dude, they they need a Michigan win next year. Mm-hmm. You cannot, and 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 it's crazy to me that Michigan could sit here and not recruit that well compared to Ohio State, not have a team that's nearly as talented and yet continue to just whip that ass. I talked to Joshua Perry, former Ohio State great captain national championship team about this, and it's kind of funny because, you know, regionally we kind of miss some of this sometimes. He was almost painting Michigan like an A&M. He was saying, look, they just go after a different breed of player. They go after people who kind of buy into the cult, buy into the cult of the M, right? And and Michigan has zero five-star guys committed. Zero five-star guys. Yeah. Bro, they, they barely break the blue chip ratio. They're like at 50%. And yet they've beaten them three times in a row through big 10 championships in a row. Um, and they're bought in. They're, you know, yeah. they're they're all bought in. I think, I don't think this game is as clearly Alabama as everybody else does. I do. Um, I know you do. I know you do, I but do. it's because you just suffered direct at the hands of and you couldn't imagine your poor Georgia Bulldogs losing after 29 in a row, even though I told you it was gonna happen. But um. Yeah, I, you just couldn't imagine it. So I, I feel it. Congratulations for playing the odds, T. Congratulations. Exactly. That was my whole fucking point the entire right. year. Right. What does Deion Sanders get? Deion gets and wants Jordan Seaton to sign his damn letter of intent to Colorado. Yeah, what's Jordan Seaton doing, bro? He's playing the field, man. He's trying to get paid. He's trying to get that money. Good for him. Feeling those offers right now. But that's what he needs, and that's what he wants. He wants that big... Five star number thirteen recruiting in the country who committed to Colorado a couple weeks ago to sign his damn letter of intent. Uh, letter of intent. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean Hildebrand says Michigan is four stars who are never coming better than many five stars. Yeah, some places like to develop talent. Uh, Michigan's one of them. It's actually it's like LSU. Uh, the oh, Athletic did a great deep dive on it. LSU is awful at developing five stars like they have the worst hit rate of five stars out of any of the major schools but they are incredible when it comes to developing three and four stars we're like the iowa of the south bitch mm-hmm. get ready because we coming we just got to grow these cornfields out where is where is colorado some of the chats at colorado's 99th uh their class is way anytime you got to hit it's next 90th. page yeah Anytime you got to hit next page, that ain't a good feeling. I mean, they really only signed a handful of uh, of guys. Wait, 98. I'm seeing 44 on the on three composite here. But, I mean, only eight signees. Yeah. Eight. Ooh. Eight. Hey, now, portal, man. Portal. Portal. Yeah, that's how they're building. Portal. Going the that's portal route. Yeah. Oh, they haven't signed anyone? Interesting. You're about signing. I'm, I'm looking at commits. You're talking about signees. Oh, that's kind of. They have one, two, three, four, five, five kids that have actually signed a letter of intent. Damn. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see if it works out. He's really he's taking the lane model even to the further, <laughs> the further extreme. He's not even throwing up scaffolding through high school recruiting. He just put like he did a lean to. He just he, he like man versus wild did that shit. He just got two sticks, a couple big elephant leaves, and put them up. And like, hey guys, check it out. Look at this house. Look at this house. We'll see. 
Let's see what he gets. I mean, if this doesn't just tell you his intention of let me just win this year and get the hell out of here. <laughs> and okay, yep. Uh, you could you could you Maybe. could paint it that way. You could paint I it. Don't know. Uh trenches was T Bob the center. I see the fifty three. Yes, I was a center. I had an interesting thing where I started um in three years starting, I started center, right guard, and left guard. I am your classic utilitarian interior offensive lineman. Uh, but center was my favorite position and my main position. He likes but, his uh, balls yeah. getting fucking touched by the quarterback. Love That's that. Love, Love that. Um, not going to lie there. Um, also, I love making calls. Um, and I'm a bit narcissistic. And I'll never oh, forget my man when I was growing up telling me, you're QB1. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quarterbacks don't get to use anyone else really? of narcissism. Um, but I do remember my old man telling me, you know, the only guy who touches the ball every play was the center. And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. I should play center. And so that's how it uh, that's how it actually started. Very selfish start there. Uh, but making the calls was the most fun part. And just stabbing the ball. I don't know, stabbing the ball's tight. Um, Appreciate it, Taylor. Wearing the number 11. Hell yeah. Best number sticks, baby. I love a black kid that wore 11 because of Aaron Murray and I'm a Bama fan. I feel cheated. Damn. Uh, that's what's up. Uh, did did any last question here, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, did any that should be all that would be a great that would be a great logo though. Dobby, bring can we bring up Dobby's uh note real quick? Yeah, that should be all logo. Aaron Diddling team up for a snap. We should take that picture. We could easily we should that. take that. Can we make that graphic? I think that'd be did a any. One. Um, did why any, is that not our graphic? That's did any of your sinners ever fart on your hands or anything? Yeah, the worst is still when centers in practice, like in short stay, wouldn't wear underwear, and you get yeah. there just and like yeah. your sack is really just. Yeah. It's like um, it's like a bag of groceries. No, no, no. You ever filled like a grocery bag with like water or something, and then you like put your hand on it, and it kind of like molds to your hand. Like that's like when you got just a fresh hanging sack that mm-hmm. is like molding into the curves of the knuckles and everything. Um, although I did that to my quarterback in high school and next time he got under center, he pulled a little pop. Oh yeah. Pop with his hand, which is a dick move. Also, the funniest thing you can do as a quarterback is if you take your hands out, you literally cause the person to punch themselves in the dick. (laughs) Like, do you know the power over a man that you can have when Uh, at any (laughs) given time you can make a man punch himself in the dick? Uh, it's awful and it hurts. Like it legitimately feels like you just punch yourself in the balls if a quarterback pulls his hands out. It's oh, awful. Oh my god, it's awful. Uh, I'm Taylor Miggins. Oh, you know, team up reminds you every white guy I graduated with. Yeah, fair, very, very fair. It's like that old Dave Chappelle skit. Like, oh dude, oh, I stuck a carrot up Frank's ass. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's that's basic. How many beers did you drink, dude? How bad did my hands smell after the games? It, it, not good. People still wanted my sweatbands, though, after every game. Still throw them out there. Hell yeah, dude. It's a game you sweatband. Why Sweaty, not? stinky, a lot of farts. I will say this. like I was blessed. I don't know if your ass is sweaty or not, but like Ben Jones and David Andrews, they did not sweat out of their butt. I, I don't know. No, no. I did, not have, um, I did not have a particularly sweaty ass. And I would also wear a towel on my ass so the quarterback could... Um, right before they got up in there, they could get a quick dry of their own hands if they wanted to. I was very thoughtful. Also, nice. every shotgun snap, I was putting right here on your right shoulder. So you could just, just, just right here, just uh, right into the drop back there. Do you think we need a new logo for 2024? Dobby, appreciate that. I think that'd be yeah, good call, dude. All right, we love you. Mm. We got to go. I know we need Bye. to get together in real life, though, and take that picture. Yeah. No, I think uh, an version would be sweet, but okay. Well, yeah, but uh, never mind. We, these are all boy fades. Okay. These are all. <laughs> uh, we love you. Everybody have a great day. Please hit the like button. Subscribe, y'all. The road to 12.5 continues. Yes. Uh, we will see you tomorrow for more snaps. Later. Or really? Is it tomorrow? What's no, today? No, Today's Thursday. No. We're not. Post Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Oh, whoa, shit. We'll see you after Christmas. Later, y'all. The volume. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.